0: Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln, on 93.7 The Ticket and ticketfm.com. A good Thursday afternoon to all of you. Sorry for the delay, had some technical difficulties, but we are good to go now and we are live from Mary Ellen's. Off of 28th and Pine League. We're going to be here all night, actually, so make sure you stick with us. Uh, me and Strick will take over for On the Block. It's me and Nick here right now. What's up? Come and hang out with us. we got some Husker athletes headed this way as well. Charles and company, they'll fix you a plate. I will be completely honest, I've never had Mary Ellen's. But I can smell it. We're here right now. We're live, and it smells delicious.
1: Nate, you're about to be blessed. And and that's what I've heard. I've I've heard
0: nothing but phenomenal things. They've got menu items like brisket. That's what I've got my mind on. Catfish, pulled pork sandwich. I'm going to go through all these. Slab of ribs, hot butter wings, smoked cheeseburger, baked beans, cornbread, collard greens, coleslaw, grits, mac and cheese, potato salad, and more. So make sure you come check it out. Again, that's Mary Ellens. We're just off of 28th and Pine Lake. We're going to be here all night from 3 to 9 o'clock. Going to have some athletes filtering in here as well. Got me and Nick here. Strick's going to be joining us. And we got a cool guest for on the block as well. You guys are going to want to stick around for that. Rick Mahorn, Mm. former bad boy Piston Center. He's going to be joining us for on the block. So we got packed shows. We got lots of things that we're going to discuss. The athletes
1: are already here. It's you and me. That is true. We are, I, we are athletes.
0: However, you want to decipher that. I don't know if I'm. See, Charles consider agrees.
1: My, Charles, Charles likes it. Charles likes it. He agrees. I don't know.
0: Well, the thing is, I, nobody I don't else know. is in the building. No. Yeah, so, no. So we just... we have we have one person agree with us. So if you want to come see the athletes, <laughs> the you might, might as well just come now. You might. I mean, we got some athletes out here. <laughs> Nick's throwing out the first pitch for the Salt Dogs, so you can interpret yourself if he is an athlete. If I had to guess, it's going to be a ball. It's not going to be a strike. But you're talking big game. You're saying that you're going to throw a strike. I I, don't mean,
1: I, I my main. I was thinking about it on the drive over. Here. Here actually, and I was like, you know what, Nick? As long as you don't bounce it or airmail it, you could pull can pull the fifty mad. cent. Do
0: you remember fifty yes, cents he went where he hits the way- camera guy? Yes, he
1: hits the camera I person. Don't
0: I don't necessarily know how that happened. I don't know how you can throw it that poorly. Maybe it slipped. I mean, trust me. Like, I, as someone that gets sweaty hands, clammy yeah. hands, I can understand that. But that was bad. So somebody bad, DM'd, bad.
1: somebody DM'd me on Twitter of a of a figure skater throwing out a first pitch and said, Nick, I want you to look like this when you throw out the first pitch tonight. Was it good? And they do like a, a, a like three spins in the air. I'll show you the video, Nate. The figure skater does like three spins in the air from the rubber and then throws the first pitch. If I tried to do three spins, I would be so dizzy. I would probably fall down. That's when the fifty cent kind yeah, of first comes. Yeah, I'm not going to be
0: doing any spins, flips, somersaults, anything like that. I don't know. We got a couple texts coming in. John says it's all delicious. Trust me, I can again. I, like I said, I haven't ever tried it. I can smell it. This yeah. is my kind of food. This is big boy food. That that's how yes. I describe it. It's like if you're coming here, you're coming here to eat. Like yep. that is we're making that very clear again. Uh, Mary Ellen's off of 28th and Pine Lake, the place to be. Uh, also, John says to you, Nick, twenty dollars. Nick bounces it or ale
1: mails, See, ale that's, mails, air mails the first. That's page. about to be thirty bucks because I don't know if Henry still. Because I don't know if Henry's still listening, but Henry bet ten dollars during the end of Rashawn's show that I was going to bounce it as well. So 10, I'll take ten dollars from Henry and twenty dollars from uh, Claytonia John there. And and we'll be happy to to make an extra thirty bucks tonight just for throwing out the first pitch and, and it doesn't have to I mean it doesn't have to be a strike, just can't bounce or airmail. mail. Right.
0: Also, Texter, I can't speak on Tuesdays, but I promise you you come six o'clock This is going to be the place to be. Again, we got athletes coming in. Stricky, as he calls himself, which I love when he says that. He'll be here. We're going to be hearing from Rick Mahorn, too. So, again, uh, Mary Ellen's off of 28th and Pine Lake. the place to be. Uh, Thanks for joining us again. This is the Water Cooler 93.7, the ticket. We are live from Mary Ellen's. One thing that I wanted to get to, we were going to get into it in the first segment. Obviously, we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we are good to go now. One thing that I wanted to take a look at. So Vegas already has their Big Ten football win totals. They have basically every Power Five team has win totals already okay. already filtered out. So I was taking a look at those. I, I have a, I've compiled a list and highlighted a few of the teams that Nebraska is playing. Nebraska, for reference, is sitting at 7.5 is their over-under. I'm not entirely sure what it was last year. But what's really interesting about that is when you look at the Big Ten West – The only team that is above them is Wisconsin at eight and a half. And if you look at the Vegas lines for who's going to win the Big Ten West, that filters out perfectly. It has Wisconsin winning the Big Ten West. They're the favorite. Nebraska comes close second. I think Nebraska's around like a plus 150 or something like that, maybe plus 200. So pretty good value for Nebraska football. I'll go ahead and run through the lines for you, Nick, for for the teams that Nebraska's going to play. Now, again, this is only the Big Ten. So when we're talking North Dakota, Georgia Southern, they aren't a part of this. This is only Power 5 schools. and, and I'm hoping that this won't go into our decision if they're going to win or not. Again, I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there now that Clay Helton will not be defeating Nebraska at home. But hey,
1: you never so, know. Speaking of, real quick before you do that, I, I don't know if I if you heard on on the happy hour, I was telling Rico that the spreads for North Dakota is Nebraska by 29 and a half, and the spread for Ooh. the spread for Georgia Southern is Nebraska by 20 and a
0: half. Ooh.
1: That so sounds, I, don't I don't know how you feel that. About sounds that. about
0: the same as last year's Fordham yep.
1: and Buffalo. I agree. And I
0: believe Nebraska covered the spread in both. I believe so. I, I know they did against Fordham. I'm not positive about Buffalo. Te- uh Help us out here, text I, line 4, 6, 4, 5, 6, 8, 5. I thought they
1: won twenty eight to three against Buffalo. So I mean, gee whiz! I mean, that, I would that's say if it was around twenty, if it if was, was, was twenty eight three, that I thought it was, I would mean, think I, I could be way off on that score. So around let me know. 4, 6, 4, 5, 6, 8, Help 5. us out, text line.
0: Uh, but I want to make sure that we get to this. So this is the Big Ten football win totals. I'll go through all of them again. I have them highlighted. Uh, you guys know the schedule, so you can decipher who's Nebraska is going to be playing and their win totals. So here's for the Big Ten. Illinois is four and a half as well as Indiana. Both of them are four and a half. Nebraska will play against both of them. I thought that was very low, but again, that's what Vegas has. When in doubt, trust Vegas. Iowa at seven and a half. Minnesota, six and a half. Michigan, nine and a half. Uh, That is going to be the highest out of teams that Nebraska will play this season because they obviously avoid Ohio State, who's at ten and a half. Uh, Michigan State, seven and a half. Like I said, Nebraska, seven and a half as well. Northwestern, this is the interesting one to me, and this is the one that I want to get into because Northwestern sits at four and a half as their win total. So that's, again, Vegas is predicting between four and five wins. Obviously, Nebraska – a big week zero game against so, Northwestern. What, what's
1: funny about that, Nate? Sorry to interrupt. Uh, Northwestern a month ago, when I looked at over unders against, uh, according to Vegas Insider, they were at two and a half.
0: I'm gonna assume that people probably took the changed over. that yes, line and exactly. probably took the So over. I, I think
1: so as well because I, mean, I that, said that, I for say any Big Ten team, that's low
0: because you got to think you have two out of conference that. Again, not yeah. always the case, but you would probably chalk that up as a win, and then you basically have to win one game in the Big Ten, which 200. Northwestern last
1: year, I don't even know if they did win a game in uh, the Big Ten. I know Northwestern has like, Miami, Ohio. I don't think Ohio. they did. I know Northwestern has like Miami, Ohio this year as, an, as a non-con game. And then Regardless, I, I think
0: 4.5 is probably yeah. the right number, and that's also the lowest in the Big Ten, by the way. Like I said, Ohio State, 10.5. Penn State, 8.5. Purdue, 7.5. Rutgers, a team that uh, Nebraska will also play, 4.5. Wisconsin, eight. They have the highest over-under when it comes to the Big Ten West. And then Oklahoma, I know this isn't a Big Ten team, but I wanted to pull it out because that's going to be a big game in Lincoln. I know fans are juiced up for it. The line has been shifting a little bit. I think we were sitting around 7 when it initially came out. I don't know if that's gone up or down. Again, text line four zero two four six four five six eight five. You know off the top of your head you can help us out. Oklahoma is sitting at 9.5. So I did the math, and I filtered it out. So if you chalk up wins, again – chalk up however you want to decide it i know when you look at years past you can't consider anything a guaranteed win i'm not guaranteeing wins listen that's not this is this is my thought process is that every team that is projected lower is going to be a win i'll just go ahead and say a loss so purdue is projected at seven and a half as is iowa we can chalk those up as losses you can chalk up wisconsin eight and a half as well illinois indiana minnesota northwestern and Rutgers. All of those teams have a lower over-under when you look yep. at Vegas in their line, all sitting at four and a half, five and a half, and then I believe it's, yes, Minnesota sitting at 6.5. That's five wins in the Big Ten. You're assuming the other two are Georgia Southern and North Dakota. Yep. That's your seventh. And I know it's easier said than done. And I know the biggest discussion and the biggest frustration with Nebraska football, especially recently, is the games that you're supposed to win, you're not winning, and the games that you weren't projected to win, you're you're so close. I mean, you're yeah. literally inches away from winning some of those games. So I'm curious to think what you say. If that theory checks out, what are we feeling about a seven win? You're happy. Seven?
1: You're happy. You're not thrilled, but you're happy because you don't get any don't, not, big not, wins, yes, quote exactly. unquote. You're, None you're, of bit. No big wins are coming. You're not that. thrilled, but but. Everybody thinks that this metric that 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 Trev Alberts has put for Scott Frost is six wins and a bowl game, right? So, I mean, think about it this way. I also like to put, throw in this: if they're seven and five at the end of the regular season, put in a bowl game as well, you can make it at an eight and five year. That's eight. That's eight wins. Now, on the flip side, of that you can make it seven and six wins after a bowl game. However, and I said this earlier today, and I'll reiterate it now. I think. The more and more I thought about our, our little conversation yesterday, <laughs> um, and, and just which I think a, I was right, but then, well, no, it was it was actually a very very thorough discussion. It was interesting it was because we, like both we're not, sides genuinely we're not genuinely, we're not genuinely no. pissed at each other, but it makes like, you think. Yeah, no, it's, it makes you it, think it, a lot. It, it actually like it, and I it's hard because I kind of see both sides. I see and I understand, but that's what makes this whole situation so hairy and gray is that. There's no right answer. There's no right discussion or right angle to look at this thing. So with that in mind, though, back to your five wins, I, I think you're, you're happy because you're not thrilled, but you're happy because— With the five wins or seven? With the seven, excuse me, those five Big Ten wins that you mentioned, because you're doing something that you haven't done in the first four years. And as simple as I can put it, you're beating the bottom feeders of the Big Ten, in the first four years, you have not beaten Purdue. You are one and three against Purdue. You are one and one and three against. Um, excuse me. You are zero and three against uh, Wisconsin. Zero and four against Iowa. Everybody knows the records. You are around five hundred against Northwestern. You are around five hundred against Illinois, and you are one and three or one and three against Minnesota. So if you are beating Minnesota, Purdue, um, Illinois. If you're again, those, Vegas is by this yes, metric,
0: by this theory, Vegas exactly. has Nebraska winning.
1: Exactly. So with that in mind, you sit there at the end of the year and let's say let's just say on the good side, Nebraska wins their bowl game at when they went into seven and five. they're now eight and five, they end the regular season. You look back and you go eight wins, that's five you, you got five more wins than you did the previous year. Once again, going back to our discussion yesterday, that's then something you can point at, and that's tangible proof that you can point at my, going into the following year the saying, only
0: pushback you got eight wins. That I have against this. And, again, it depends on what the games against Oklahoma, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin. It depends on how these games look. But when you look at that, you're not getting that signature win. You're Absolutely. not getting that big win. And I think that's kind of my frustration when we talked about yesterday when I said, okay, if you have five wins, yeah. it depends on what they are. Because ultimately, yes, you're beating the teams that you're supposed to beat. Yep. But we're in the same position that we were with Bo Pelini. We're in the same position that we were with Mike Riley. You can't I, uh, win the games that fans I, want to see. That gets
1: you over the hump. That's understandable. That wouldn't be happening. I think, but I, the more I've thought about this, I think it's okay that for this season, and, and maybe this season alone, and the text line might disagree with me, but it's okay if Nebraska's boring this year. And by boring, it's not when the games you're supposed when the to. games you're supposed to win and stay competitive, in the ones you're not supposed to win. That's that's literally it. It's okay. Like I, I think Nebraska fans, we talk about how I mean, think about the emotional roller coaster that last season was for Nebraska yeah. fans. You you had an yeah. idea every week. Well, well. First off, the at least you knew ro- it was going to be close. Well, the emotion, that's, that's my the, emotion, the emotional roller coaster of starting off the season zero and one and having to hear your head coach say that they just guessed wrong. That, that was not okay. a good start. Well, yeah! And then you come back and you don't know how to respond after after two wins against Fordham and Buffalo. Then you go into the next week against Oklahoma. And I was talking about this today with with Rico and Vijay. Like nobody had any idea what kind of team Nebraska was l- last year going into Oklahoma. So if you're winning the games you're supposed to beat, that tells you a little bit about what kind of team you are. And at this year in a, in a season that there's going to be a lot of eyes on Nebraska, and there's going to be uh, both both locally and nationally. Like you're crazy if you don't think the national spotlight is going to be centered hardcore on Nebraska football this year. It depends. It depends. Scott Frost. It depends.
0: I think there's. Uh, it depends. Because Northwestern, if you lose that game week one, I think that the national spotlight's already gone. This is this is the, the, the situation saying, that Nebraska by spot, gets by spotlight, into.
1: spotlight, I mean talking about Scott Frost's future. I
0: think, okay, yes. But I'm talking about national spotlight from the fact that, okay, Nebraska might be turning around. a threat to be reckoned with. They're Absolutely. going to be turning it around. I think if you win that Northwestern game, and then obviously, you would, again, I, I'm chalking these up as wins and text line, don't come at me. I know yeah. that crazier things have happened. I believe it was Troy when I know that's kind of one of the big games that sticks out. I was like, oh, goodness gracious. But yeah. with that being said, that's starting 3-0. and It is. You have Oklahoma coming at home, which is a th- seven-point line, which, look, in college football, that can mean anything. Well, and it, on top yeah. of that, I, me and Bach have had this discussion. If they start 3-0, and that Oklahoma game, they'll be ranked. Oh, I think so, too. I think Nebraska will be ranked, and I would not be surprised if College Game Day was in town.
1: Yeah, we'll. I'm serious, and I'm serious. It'd be one of those things, so it makes it a little tricky in the Big Ten and Big 12 when it's a crossover game like that to bring College Game Day here, because it's Fox... It's happened. It it has happened, happened. but Fox has the game right at 11 a.m., and so you wonder, you know, will will ESPN College Game Day really want to be, you know, marketing a game that they're not even showing on any of their family of networks? However, going back to my thought, like, I think it's... Like, Nebraska fans, simply this season would be okay and would welcome just a boring season where Nebraska's disciplined, they run a, run the football, you win their, seven offense, games, their offense you win isn't eight games. flashy, their offense isn't flashy, and you beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. Right. <laughs> That's all that matters. DP's rolling in. Yeah, DP's <laughs> rolling the, the,
0: in. DP's, DP's ready for some food, is, I'll yeah. tell you that much. We're so all we'll, we'll
1: see what happens. Like I, I just think it's okay if Nebraska just has a boring season. And we're all good. Well,
0: here's what's interesting. I want to get to some of these texts, too. Cam says Nebraska beat Buffalo 28-3. Nebraska opened as 11.5-point favorites, ended at fourteen half, so that would have been two spreads covered to start yep. the season, which is what I thought. Igor says it's because the games we're not supposed to win, we play loose because we won't win anyways. <laughs> but the games we are supposed to win, we overthink and play not to lose. No, I th- think that is that's, part of that's it.
1: That's very – and, and I, I wouldn't even say that maybe you overplay and you play tight. I think it's more of the play call has tried to be too cute. Like, like you, you overthink it. You overthink it. You try to overcomplicate and that's where it goes back to what I'm saying by, by boring, I'm just saying keep it simple. And that it all go it all is tied in to Nebraska finding an identity. Whether that's passing the football under Mark Whipple, or whether that's running the football with, with the, the two headed or three headed monster of, of any of the guys in the running right. back room. Find something that works week one, week two, week three. Nebraska's schedule is so favorable these first three weeks. So favorable. There's not one other Big Ten team that I would rather play than Northwestern. Maybe Indiana. I'd agree with that. But Indiana you get later on in the season. If you beat Oklahoma, that's your fifth game. I was reminded on the text line on early break this morning that Indiana, even though they don't have Michael Penix anymore, they have that Connor Bazelak Bazelak from from Missouri Missouri, who had 3,000 passing yards. So there's somewhat of an established quarterback going in for Tom Allen, however – Indiana was two and ten last year, and, right. and here I am saying Nebraska, was three, when and Nebraska no, was three and nine. Right,
0: but but Indiana also didn't win a game in the Big Ten. You're it right. You're incredibly right. rough, and, and, and they had a lot to. of
1: high expectations going into the season and because all that of, stuff right. because of the previous year. Um, so when you're sitting here, it, like Nebraska's schedule is so favorable in the first three weeks, manageable, maybe that's a better word to use. That you sit here, Nebraska has needs to take those three weeks against Northwestern, against North Dakota, and against Georgia, Georgia Southern and find something that works and even it, and if it, if it doesn't Culture, work in the first yeah. quarter doesn't mean that you have to throw it out the window does not mean that you have to throw it out the window if your running game has 50 total yards at the end of the first quarter doesn't mean that it sucks okay just takes just stick with it because here's the deal Nebraska's defense hopefully fingers crossed knock on wood I got to find some wood I don't know where it's at here we go if they're good enough and they make the proper developments and the proper strides from last year. Obviously, they have to replace some big names in Cam Taylor Britt. However, Nebraska should be in the Northwestern game strictly because of their defense. So if it's a 3 nothing game at the end of the first quarter, or if, even if Nebraska's losing 7-3 at the end of the first quarter against Northwestern, I just really want to see this coaching staff, and I think there's a greater possibility this year, that... There's just no panic. No panic. That was Because in, in, in the first four years, there's just been so much panic at, at the most inopportune times right. and at the worst times. And it's just, right. it, just because you have only less than 50 rushing yards in the first quarter does not mean you have to abandon the running game the entire rest of the game and then in turn the rest of the season. Right. Because that's what's happened.
0: Here, J- Jory says right before we get to break, he says, Nate was right just for giggles since everyone forgets what Polini did. Number 14, Nebraska lost 70 to 31 to unranked Wisconsin. Number 21, Nebraska lost to Ohio. Ohio State sixty three to thirty eight in the same season, yep. but thank God we won nine games. LOL, that's part of uh, what I was talking about yesterday. And I want to, I want everyone to sit on this text message because Texter says if Nebraska wins the games that they're supposed to, that's seven wins. That's what we just talked about. And, it's and then fi- he brings it's in this too, six right. And he and brings have this no up idea too. What,
1: what a five wins in first six games would do for a program like Nebraska.
0: And then he goes on to say if they win the toss up games, also Wisconsin, Iowa, Texter also throw out Minnesota. That's nine ten wins. Yep. And, that, right. and that's what i want to talk about after the break but before we do get to break i want to make sure that everyone knows that we are live today we are at mary ellen's food for the soul again we're here live from three to nine o'clock 28th and pine lake is the location come hang out with us it's me and nick right now if you want to interpret us as an athlete I'm just going to go ahead and say it. we got athletes here, Nick and I here, but that's not it. We're also going to have Husker athletes, Charles and Company. They're going to fix you a plate. We are ready to go. Tons of menu items, brisket, catfish, pulled pork sandwich, so much more. So make sure you stay with us and come hang out with us again. Mary Ellen's 28th and Pine Lake from 3 to 9. You're listening to the Ticket Water Cooler on the ticket. We'll be right back.